Hello everyone, you are listening to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Hello, follow your own star versus Little Dreamer. Aw, this is a good one. So we've got Hello, follow your own star in parentheses, and we've got Little Dreamer. These are sort of two songs in Christina's discography um, that I'd consider aren't sort of really well known by general pop music fans, but of course. Hardcore fighters like myself know them like the back of their hand. So it'll be interesting to sort of learn a bit more about them if you don't know a lot about them. Um, So let's get on with it and talk about Hello, Follow Your Own Star first. So Hello um, was released in 2004, uh, sort of in between uh, the end of the Stripped era and the beginning of the Back to Basics era, which started in 2006. Um, And this was a part of uh, Christina's career where she sort of took time out in between the two albums to sort of live life, get married, um, just sort of take a step back and get inspired. Um, and uh, during this time, she released a few side projects and Hello, Follow Your Own Style was one of them. Um, the song itself was produced by Heather Holly and Rob Hoffman and it was written by Christina, Heather and Rob. And those two names you may sort of be familiar with or you may recognise. Um, and Christina has worked with them before and did work with them once again after recording Hello. Um, and they are the team behind Obvious on the debut album which is a lovely ballad to close the album on um, and also the team behind Saw on the album Stripped which is sort of this upbeat gospel choir infused song Um, so very very different songs and Hello's sort of this upbeat up-tempo plinky-plonky happy song so three very different songs that they've done with Christina and it's nice to see that um, sort of variety in the collaborators that Christina's worked with. So the song was recorded um, and released in support of the Mercedes-Benz A-Class car um, for the German manufacturer Mercedes um, and it was sort of part of the whole advertising and commercial package uh, that Mercedes put out at the time and I think it was more in the European limelight in the European territories if I remember correctly. I don't really think it was over in America Um, but the song itself is um, sort of in the background in the commercial in terms of the instrumental and also Christine is very recognisable singing through it um, and the commercial's very very random you know there's a lot of snapshots of a lot of different things going on like a man walking a pig mum eating her daughter's lolly there's a prank on like an opening door uh, of the car um, it's very very random and it's very extra I do love European commercials in terms of how extra they are uh, Christine is very extra in a good way which is what I love about her so they sort of lend they sort of lend itself to each other very very well here um, so, of course, because it was um, associated with a sort of advertising campaign, it was going to be sort of pushed as a single, I think mainly in the European territories, um, to sort of help with the promotion of it. But I think Christina ended up working on Back to Basics, so priorities took a hold 
um, and of course Back to Basics was going to be the next album. Um, I'd like to think that the single probably would have been released in Germany of, of some other places, maybe. Um, funny fact about Christina in Germany, her perfumes that she releases, she releases probably a perfume every one or two years, um, you know, all different names. Um, and in Germany, they seem to do very, very well. So clearly, uh, either Germany are big fans of perfume or they're big fans of wanting to smell like Christina. So who wouldn't want to smell like Christina? <laughs> um, so like I said, it was um, amongst the little projects that Christina released between Stripped and Back to Basics. And it was sort of this time where we sort of saw this image change and transition um, in Christina from sort of the wavy black hair, grungy look that she had at the end of uh, the stripped era, which we can see in the fighter video, Can't Hold a Stand and The Voice Within. And we were starting to see these glimpses of this sort of 20s, 30s, 40s old Hollywood look uh, where she had this sort of strawberry blonde sort of curly bob, uh, like you can see in the Tilt Your Head Back video with Nelly and also the car wash video. I think maybe one of two things was going on here or maybe both things was going on here firstly of course Christina likes to give her fans a taste of what's happening next um, and this was a very very good way of showing that um, and sort of showing what she's about what headspace is about what direction she's going in musically but I think the second thing and this is probably a little bit more realistic but I think when you've got jet black hair you've got to strip the color out of it so it's sort of got to go a little bit strawberry blonde first before you can go blonde and I think that's probably one of the reasons why she ended up doing it like this um, but hey, I love it when Christina plays with her looks and when she changes it up and flips it up and uh, this is absolutely uh, one of those uh, prime examples of when she went from one extreme to another. Um, and the sort of this look with this curly bob that she had has been sort of uh, named Granny Tina by Christina fans, which I think is quite funny. Um, but I think in a, it's sort of in a good way because she was sort of seen as this rebel girl in the stripped era and she was going in a completely mature direction. She was becoming a married woman and her music was taking a complete mature turn. So this was completely showing that and um, I, I like that. I like that she was showing what she's all about at this moment in time and how she's developing as a person, how she's developing as an artist. So Hello, the song, uh, sort of this very uplifting, happy-go-lucky. And of course, because it's part of a commercial, part of an advertising campaign, um, it's very much like ear candy. It's a very, very catchy chorus as well. Um, and the lyrics represent that as well. Um, you know, they're very uplifting. Of course, we've been looking at favourite lyrics and favourite parts of the songs that we've been selecting. Um, so we have to do that here. Um, so with Hello, my favourite lyric is, but it's your life, got to keep the faith hold your vision, you will find your way. It's very, very uplifting. And I do like it when Christina sort of has these uplifting messages in her songs, um, especially when it's sort of staying true to yourself, be yourself. They sort of resonate very, very well with me. And that's probably why I'm a big fan of hers because she's got a lot of these in her sort of catalogue, in her repertoire. And Hello is no different. And it's probably one of the ones that are very, very up-tempo and very uplifting and sort of be a song that's supposed to really put a smile on your face, which I think it does the trick here. Now, it wouldn't be a Christina project without a laugh in there somewhere or a ha. And this song has absolutely lots of it. It's got absolute tons of it. Um, so in terms of the ha, there is five of those and the ha is sort of known in fighter world um as something she does a lot live um you know sort of in between uh, song lyrics or in between lines or verses and choruses um and for me i think it sort of really shows her delivery because she is a singer that sings with a lot of soul and a lot of emotion um and 
I do feel that the ha is something that she, one, shows that, hey, I'm a great singer, deal with it. Um, and two, it, it, it shows her delivery as well. And I do like it when she does it live. It really puts a smile on my face. And she's done it in some studio setting songs as well. Your Body is a classic example of that. Um, and I feel like the hat has sort of become her trademark, along with her ad-libs and her rasps and her growls. Um, it's something that she does a lot, and, and I love it. And, of course, hello, she's got five of them. So absolutely brilliant. Um, in terms of the laughs, um, there's eight of them in this song, um, and she does laugh, um, you know, there's quite a few other studio songs where there is um, the laugh in there, Car Wash, all the way through to Right Moves on Liberation, um, and also some of the ones that are less well known, like Falling in Love Again, um, and I think that's sort of a trademark as well, um, which I think is quite funny, it, it does put a smile on my face, it just shows she's having a really good time, and um, you know, the music feeds her soul, and this is something that you know it's not something that's manufactured it's something that's coming from her heart um yes i did sit and listen to hello multiple times uh to count how many has and laughs there were um these are the things that we have to do for the podcast it's all fun and games here um so yeah i, I absolutely love that, that that hello has got um both of those and it's such a great great thing to see and a great thing to hear from christina um, so it, like I said, it was going to be released as a single. I think there was actually some promotional CDs that did crop up on eBay and other websites like that at some point. Um, and if they do crop up, they sort of do sell for quite high amounts. So if you have got one in your collection, Christina fans, if you're listening to this, uh, hold tight to it. Or if you want to get some money, sell it, but I don't know. But it's, um, it, they were around. Uh, and of course, because there was a lot of promotion done for the song, um, I think there was some sort of like music video, maybe like commercial type thing filmed with Christina. There is a, a video out there of YouTube of her sort of unpacking a car, um, taking some bags out and also like winking in the rear view mirror. And she's got the strawberry blonde curls as well. Um, I'm not sure what that was really for, but I, I presume it was for promotional purposes. Um, she's... Um, performed this song as well um she did a concert in milan in 2005 not sure what she was doing there um but she did the the song hello as part of the set list um and that was this was sort of before there was going to be a america uh tour um in 2005 which got cancelled um and the tour was going to be with chingy of the right thorough fame um and the reason it was cancelled was because she ended up having some vocal cord injury and sort of needed time to rest because back to basics was coming up in about a year's time and um, all the energy needed to be sort of promoted to that um but i think from this tour there were some sort of things and some imagery and some um artwork and production art that did come out from it there was like a leak backdrop i think it was like four or five seconds this sort of like dominatrix vibe um and i think it is out there on youtube somewhere but there's also a photo shoot for it for uh that was done with um ellen who also did the uh back to basics uh, uh album photo shoot as well um and uh, you know we sort of had this the blonde curl vibes and there was like circus themes and uh, this sort of very 20s 30s vibe with it so i think this tour was sort of probably going to be a taster of what was to come um, in terms of Back to Basics and maybe she was going to perform some of the songs that she was releasing at the time of side projects or maybe reworks of old songs um, or maybe even covers and stuff like that. Um, but this photo shoot that was done uh, was sort of reused for the I Got Trouble interlude and the Enter, Enter the Circus video backdrop uh, on the Back to Basics tour. Um, so it was, they did get used in the end. 
Um, but, you know, I can imagine that Hello is probably maybe going to be on this set list or maybe sung in some way, shape or form on this tour. Um, and, it, you know, I can see it's quite a challenging song to sing. There's a lot of the high register, a lot of belts and, um, you know, the soprano notes, very high notes there, very full frontal in its delivery. Um, you know, so I can see that the one performance that she did of the song, um, you know, how, how difficult it is to sing live. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe it was a good thing at the time that she didn't sing too much of this song especially with her vocal cords being injured. But still, challenging song to sing. It's a very, very happy song and a very upbeat song. I'll always have a smile on my face when it comes up on my Christina shuffle. Um, you know, I, I do love the song. So let's move on to talking about Little Dreamer. Um, Little Dreamer was recorded at some point during the sessions with Ladytron in sort of 2008-2009 time. That's when they sort of came out saying that they were working with her. Uh, and this was all for the album Bionic, which was released in 2010. And during these sessions, I think she recorded three songs with Ladytron. So there was Little Dreamer, uh, Birds of Prey, which ended up on the deluxe edition of the album, and also Kimono Girl. Um, and Kimono Girl is... Um, sort of a bit of a an enigma of a fan favourite um of of Christina songs. There's a lot of songs Christina has recorded that are in her private vault that we would absolutely donate an organ or a body part to hear, of course, as fighters. And Kimono Girl is one of those ones where you know, you say those two words to a Christina fan and they're like, oh my god, I want to listen to it. Um it's one of those um songs I think it's probably in the top three of a lot of Christina's fan songs of songs that they want to hear from her. So if she ever does release an album from a vault or rarities or something like that, we really hope it's on there. Um, and of course, Birds of Prey, which uh, we'll probably end up talking about in a future episode. But this is all about Little Dreamer. So Little Dreamer was written by Christina, uh, the two male members of Ladytron and also Kathy Dennis. Um, and pop music fans may recognise the name Kathy Dennis um, because she is the brainchild behind Toxic by Britney Spears and also Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue. Two massive, massive pop songs, very successful pop songs as well. So she's a very, very good pop writer. Um, and the song itself um, was sort of released when Bionic was released as an iTunes exclusive um, at the time. Um, uh, so we had the Bionic, the standard version, uh, and then we had the deluxe version, which had the five bonus tracks on there. And then, of course, that was all on iTunes with Little Dreamer tacked onto the end of it. Um, and sort of Little Dreamer uh, remained this sort of exclusive track up until recently uh, where it was released onto Spotify in 2020 for the 10th anniversary of Bionic. So it's all had this uh, recent resurgence and re-recognition from Christina fans and also pop music fans as well, um, which is quite cool to see because I do love this song. Um, you know, I think it lends itself very well to Bionic and what Christina um, had as the vision of Bionic. Um, so it's sort of this mid-tempo electro ballad with uh, a skittering beat with lots of trills and beeps and to me it's a bit like an up-tempo lullaby and it's got a very very deep meaning which we'll go into in a second um, but of course the beat is very very unique. You can tell she really studied the work of Lady Tron um, you know specifically the earlier stuff which is what I think it sounds like you know the 604 album Light and Magic album. Um, it's very very um, inspired by the tracks that are on there um, you know so very very Lady Tron uh, but with a Christina twist on it and um, like I said it's a very very special song because of the lyrical content it's got a very very deep meaning behind it um, and 
it's quite hidden in terms of the meaning as well. It's not very literal. Um, there's a lot of pop songs out there that, of course, very, very literal and usually end up talking about the same thing, you know, in terms of love or relationships and things like that. But this is very, very different. And, you know, Bionic itself, um, you know, at the time, obviously very, very underappreciated, um, but it sort of developed almost a cult following over the years. Um, and, you know, not only does Little Dreamer have hidden meanings, even the things like the album covers got hidden meanings, um, which was designed by Deface a graffiti artist um, and there's sort of names hidden in the uh, robot half of Christina's face um, so there's names like Max who's a son and Jordan who's a husband at the time but there's also names like Olivia and Eve um, not sure who they are but they must mean a lot to her um, and, and like I said the hidden meanings of the song Little Dreamer there's a lot of speculation about what the song is about um, clearly it's a song about loss um, and dealing with it. Um, but there's a lot of interpretations and the song's been very open to interpretation about what actually it means. And Christina fans have constantly discussed it. And like I said recently, when it had sort of this re-release on Spotify, people were discussing about what it was again. And I think sort of the main consensus was that it may be about a miscarriage or a child that Christina may have wanted or may have had and not had. Um, you know, it's it's got a very, very... Um, dark and deep meaning actually um which is quite um interesting because the song itself is quite up tempo and floaty and um, so that juxtaposition and that contrast for me it actually makes it one of christina's most creative songs and one of her most intriguing songs to me as well because of how the meaning of it is very very open to interpretation um and you know because of the meanings and the way that the lyrics have been written there's a lot of great imagery that comes with the lyrics, you know, when they've written the song together, Kathy Dennis, the two male members from Lady Tron, um, Daniel and Ruben, and also Christina, they've worked very, very well with their, um, with each other to create these lyrics. And of course, we're talking about favourite lyrics. One of mine is, and even though we sleep like years apart, the galaxy away is not so far because we know the future is our start till the end I'll be waiting. It's such an emotional lyric, sort of dealing with loss, um, you know, especially to the till the end I'll be waiting, like I'll be waiting to see you again, um, even though I'm not going to be seeing you. Um, and I like how they've used references about space and, you know, out there. It fits really, really well with Bionic because Bionic is a futuristic inspired record. Um, and this will slot in very, very well. And I would love to have seen on it on the main um, sort of the main standard version of the album because of how creative it is. I think it would have shown a, a completely different side to Christina, one that we'd sort of never seen. And I think the Lady Tron work does that a lot. And, you know, it's stuff that we've not seen from Christina before. Um, all these different textures to her voices and singing about subject matters that she'd not necessarily sung about before. Um, and for me, trying to put something like dealing with loss in music form is a very, very hard thing to do. And very difficult to do and I like I absolutely love the way that it's been done here it's a very very interesting take on it um and the, the sort of using the imagery there um I think anybody who has lost anybody um can relate very well to this song um you know of course if this song is about miscarriage and people who have not had a miscarriage um it's maybe quite difficult to relate to but you can still as it is open to interpretation, you can still apply it to other things as well. Um, and, you know, such a beautifully, beautifully well-written song. One of Christina's 
most beautifully well-written songs I think in a catalogue and so it is available out there like I said on Spotify so if you've not heard it do listen to it because I think it's more in line with what Christina's original vision for Bionic would have been um, and you know it's such a, a lovely song uh, and one that I think should get a lot more recognition from from people for Christina because you know it's just so beautiful and you know like I said the imagery created and especially the work that she's done with Ladytron I would love to see her work with them again um because their music is just so different um and having the Christina twist on it was a match sort of made in heaven so we've heard about Hello Follow Your Own Style and we've heard about Little Dreamer Two songs not very well known in Christina's discography by general fans, but I hope after listening to that, you know a little bit more about them. So, the rules are the rules, and we've got to choose a winner. This gets harder and harder every episode, but I think we've got a winner. So, drum roll, please. And the winner is... Little Dreamer! Congratulations, Little Dreamer. You are the winner of this week's episode. I think the reason why I've chosen Little Dreamer as the winner of this week's episode is mainly down to the lyrical content. It's one of her most deepest songs. The Lady Tron production with Christina's voice is just a match made in heaven. Absolutely superb. And I really want her to work with them again. So next episode, we've got an uplifting song from Lotus versus a dark and brooding song from Stripped. Hmm chalk and cheese thank you so much for listening that is it for today's show if you like the show please be sure to subscribe and leave comments check us out on instagram and twitter at xdina track battle ta-ta